Welcome to the five. Fantasy five. Bob Tap! Bob Tap! Bob Tap! It's the five. Fantasy five. Five. Fantasy five. 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 Ready. Set. Go. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? James Coe here with you. We welcome you into the Fantasy Five, all the fantasy advice you need in just about five minutes. This show brought to you, as always, by the fine folks at monkeyknifefight.com. Uh, man, monkeyknifefight.com, they're giving away free money, right? They're giving you five bucks just for signing up. Plus, again, I know I've been harping on it, man, but come on, use that promo code CO to have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. It's a very fun game to play. Super simple to play as well. I mean, it's just stuff like, hey, is Baker Mayfield going to throw for more than 240 passing yards? Who's going to throw for more passing yards? Baker Mayfield or Joe Burrow? Who's going to catch more balls? AJ Green or Odell Beckham? Uh, It's a super fun and simple way to play daily fantasy sports. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. All right, let's go. Look, I I get the worry over Austin Eckler, right? He saw one target uh, in week number one, but you guys, <laughs> he had 20 total touches, 87 yards. That's pretty good for a second round running back. I mean, what are we really expecting here? If you're sitting there worried about 20 touches and 87 yards, what, what are you realistically expecting? Five receptions a game, 100 plus yards a game, a touchdown every single week? If those were your expectations for Austin Eckler, you would have drafted him 1.1. Okay, 20 total touches, 87 yards for a round two running back. I think you'll take it. All right, let's not freak out here. Hold the course with Austin Eckler. He's still pretty much the exact same guy you were expecting on draft day. Meanwhile, I would say, though, I think it's full-on panic mode for Zach Ertz managers, okay? The team obviously does not feel like Ertz is a huge priority, given the reports on how their contract negotiations went south. Um, When it comes to Dallas Goddard, Ertz and Goddard played about the same amount of snaps, right? Goddard saw nine targets to Ertz's seven, but man... Goddard turned those nine targets into 101 yards. Ertz needed seven targets to get to 18 yards. Not good. Look at the efficiency. Look at the tape. Whatever. Look at whatever you want. But Dallas Goddard at this point in their respective careers is clearly the more explosive player. Now, keep in mind, the Eagles went with at least two tight ends on 65% of their snaps. That is a huge number. They led the league in two tight end sets last year, and they continued that trend in week number one. I I just wonder, how much longer can Doug Peterson keep going like this, man? The offense looked, I mean marginally better in week one than they did last year. But I would still say they look pretty shaky overall. And at some point, at some point, I think we'll start to see more three receiver sets. Jalen Rager only played 60% of the snaps, folks. Deshaun Jackson only played 55% of the snaps. If the Eagles offense wants to get more explosive, those two guys will have to see their playing time increased. We're not, we haven't even talked about Alshon Jeffrey yet, okay? And if that's the case, one or both of those tight ends are going to have to see reduced playing time. And my money says it might be Zach Ertz. If you can, and because he scored a touchdown, I think trading Ertz actually makes a lot of sense. Don't take back pennies on the dollar, but man, I would seek out a fair trade at any position, by the way. And if you need to, hell, stream tight end if you have to do that. Because, I mean, what are we really talking about here? It's a, t- it's a position that is generally streamed anyways. So approach it with that mindset. 
Speaking of, how about Logan Thomas this week against Arizona? Still just 13% rostered. Man, he has got an awesome matchup this week. I mean, come on now. Have we forgotten how insanely bad Arizona was against tight ends last year? The Cardinals gave up the most yards and by far the most touchdowns to that position last year, 16 touchdowns. The next highest were the Raiders and Browns at 10 apiece. Now, keep in mind, Thomas actually led Washington in targets with eight. And other than Terry McLaurin, I just don't think they have anyone that demands targets, although I will say Steven Sims, deep sleeper, mark it down. But look, I can't see Thomas seeing six to eight targets again in a higher scoring game than we saw in week number one because of that Arizona Cardinals offense. I think good volume, good touchdown upside, for Logan Thomas. And if you're looking for a decent sleeper, how about Nikhil Harry with the Patriots, man? I think the Seahawks are going to post a good number on a depleted Patriots defense. Seahawks playing at home as well. And Cam's not going to be able to get away with throwing the ball 19 times like he did in week number one. That's why I'm saying Nikhil Dirty Harry, solid sleeper and a good bargain too for DFS. 4200 bucks on DraftKings. That's a deal, man. Harry played 80% of the team's offensive snaps which was actually more snaps than Edelman week one. His six targets constituted a 32% target share. So again, I would expect more volume this week with good touchdown upside. And again, at 4,200 bucks, man, you've got to ask yourself, do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? All right, that was a really bad Clint Eastwood impersonation, but that's it for me, man. Hey, if you're looking for some sports betting material, man, I'll post some prop bets throughout the week. I'll post my over-unders. If you want to follow the hashtag CoBets on Twitter, you'll find some of my past posts there. But uh, again, posting some prop bets I like throughout the week. We're 4-1 on prop bets so far, so a good start to the season. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram at James D. Co. We'll see you.